Hello, dear listeners, wherever you are. Welcome to a new culture program on Mushtar FM. Here with you, Emeni and Mariam. If you remember last time, we talked about Maasai tribes, and today we will discover other African tribe. Yes. Our new tribe is the Himba tribe. I really enjoy this topic. So, Amani, mm-hmm. who is the Himba tribe? Can you tell me about them in details? With very pleasure. The Himba people or tribe is one of the postural nomadic people. And they are an authentic group descended from the hero people who migrated hundreds of years ago from East Africa, especially to Nambia. They speak Utihimba, which is one of the Herior dialects. And according to the latest statistic, the number of the Himba tribe ranged between 14 to 15,000 scattered like nomads as they move from from one place to another. Another search for it are in the manifestation of primitive life because of the harsh desert nature and their almost complete isolation for a long period from the world. The members of the tribe maintained their ancient traditional way of life as they are had not previously opened up to strangers, but in recent years they have turned into destination for tourists from different parts of the world. Hmm, that's really interesting, actually. So they are from East Africa, mm-hmm. near to us, actually. Yes. We are from the <laughs> north. <Yeah. laughs> so that's really interesting. What? Mariam, yes. do you want to add anything to this introduction part? Sure. So as you said, the Himba tribe as the most indigenous people live on what nature provides for them. Their diets consist mostly of porridge, meats being reserved only for special celebration. Like many other tribes living in the area, their survival depends on cows and as a result, a Himba man without a herd or bone vest isn't considered worthy of respect. When the pastures are bare, the tribe will travel to a new location where their livestock can once again eat their fill. Himba homes are simple huts made from a mixture of earth and cattle, dank and contain little beyond the bed and useful implements such as kitchen tools. Both women and men wear their traditional dresses, lane clothes and sandals for a man, often with soles made from old car tears. The women wear jewelry and goatskin goat skirts. Okay, we know that the religion is it have impact on the people in their traditions. Sure. So the Ovahimba are a monotheistic people who worship the god Mokoro, as well as their clan ancestors. So they are ancestor reverence. Mokoro only blesses why their answers can bless and curse. Each family has its own sacred ancestral fire, which is kept by the firekeeper. The firekeeper approaches the scarred ancestral fire every seven to eight days in order to communicate with Mokoro and the ancestors on behalf of his family. 
often because Mokuru is busy in a distance relay. The ancestors act as Mokuru representative. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The Ovahimba traditionally believe in Omiti, which some translate to mean witchcraft, but which other black magic or bad medicine. Some Ovahimba believe that death is caused by Omiti, or rather by someone using Omiti for malicious purpose. Additionally, some believe that evil people who use Omiti have the power to place bad thought to another's mind or cause extraordinary event to happen, such as when a common illness becomes life-threatening. But users of Omiti do not always attack their victim directly. Sometimes they target a relative or loved one. Some Ovahimba will consult a traditional African or healer to reveal the reason behind an extraordinary event or the source of the enmity. So we know, I don't know if you know, Mariam, that in Africa, mm-hmm. black magic and magic in general are so popular. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yes, it is popular and so many people like absolutely believe on it. So, yeah. Yes. And now, Mariam. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about their uh, their economy? Because as you know, they believe from the nature. Yes. Well, the Himba tribe are predominantly livestock farmers mm-hmm. who breed fall-tailed sheep and goats, mm-hmm. but count their wealth in the number of their cattle. They also grow and farm rain-fed crops such as maize and milk. Livestock is the major source of milk and meat for the Ovahimba tribe. Their main diet is sore milk and maize, porridge and sometimes plain hard porridge only. Due to milk and meat scarcity, their diet is also supplemented by corn meal, chicken eggs, wild herbs and honey. Mm-hmm. Only occasionally and opportunately are the livestock sold for cash. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, as you see, is like Maasai tribe. They are... Yes. Uh, but the, uh, thanks God they don't drink blood. Yeah, this one, this tribe, they don't eat raw meat. They don't drink raw <laughs> blood. So they are normal people. Yeah, normal people, but they are something that are not normal for us. We're going to discover later on. Yes, I know. But, where is it? <laughs> everyone know where is it? I think who know this. Who type. know about the tribe? But yeah. Other people who have no idea about the tribe. Yeah. That's why we are here to tell you more about the Hemba tribe. So now you have to tell us about, mm-hmm. for example, the usual women and girls, how they live, or something about yeah, them. Yeah, their daily life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So for women and girls, tend to perform more labor-intensive work than men and boys do, such as carrying water to the village. Mm-hmm. Earthen, plastering the mopon wood homes with traditional mixture of red slice soy and cow manure binding agent. Collecting firewood, attending to the calabash vine used for producing and ensuring a secure supply of assured milk, cooking and several serving meals, as well as artisan making handcrafts clothing and jewelry. The responsibility for milking the cows and goats also lie to the women and girls. Women and girls take care of the children 
and one woman or girl will take care of another woman child. The man's main tasks are tending to the livestock, farming, herding where the men will often be away from the family home for extended periods, animal slaughtering, construction, holding council with village tribal chief. Mm-hmm. And as we saw last time about the Maasai tribe, the Ovahimba as well are polygamous. With okay, average Himba men being husband to two wives. So the Maasai are more. Yeah, remember? 70 women. <coughs> yeah. I don't know Sorry. how many of them because if a man marries 70 women, what about other men that they don't have opportunities to marry? <laughs> but there are so many women, I think. So for that one, for the Himba, the husband have two wives at the same time. They also practice early arranged marriage. Young Himba girls are married to male partners chosen by their fathers. Yeah. This happened from the owns of the puberty, which may mean that girls aged 10 or below are married off. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, this, I really don't like this. Yeah. This practice is illegal in Nampia and even some over Himba contests ill, but it is nevertheless when they spread among the Himba people. It is customary as the rate of the passage to circumcised boys before puberty. Upon marriage, a Himba boy is considered a man, a Himba girl is not considered a fairly fadget woman until she birth a child. So she has to bear a child and to give birth and yes. then like, take Actually, care of them yeah. and then she is considered as a woman. The, yeah, and uh, also uh, the woman that she don't have a child, she needs to wear a thick necklace. But once she have the choice, she remove that necklace. <laughs> yes. So what is how's marriage exactly in the Himba tribe? Mm-hmm. Himba among the Ova Himba involves transaction of the cattle, which are the source of the economy. Bride wealth is involved in these transactions. This can be negotiable between the groom's family and the bride's father, depending on the relative poverty of the family involved. In order for the bride's family to accept the bride's wealth, the cattle must appear of high quality. Mm-hmm. It is standard practice to offer own ox, but more cattle will be offered in the groom's father is wealthy and it's capable of offering more. Mm-hmm. And also that's related, is like the Maasai tribe as well. Mm-hmm. It's all depending on the cattle. Okay. And the quality as well. I mean, if uh, the groom family doesn't have, they did not have much cattle, but at least good quality one, oh, it's yes. enough. And Mariam. Yes. Can you tell us about their social participation? Sure. So, despite the fact that majority of over Himba life at this time cultural lives are in their remote rural environment and homesteads, they are socially dynamic and not all are isolated from the trends of local urban culture. The Ova Himba coexist and interact with members of their countries, other ethical groups, and the social trends of urban townsfolk. This is especially true of those in proximity 
to Knum, region capital of Oppo, who travel frequently to shop at the local town supermarkets for the convenience of commercial consumers' products, market food, produce, and to acquaint healthcare. So otherwise, not okay. Like we some stereotypes that we have about stripes in general that they are isolated yes. and they isolate themselves from yeah. the environment and other stuff uh, not also the Maasai tribe is an isolated yeah. tribe yeah. but not the Himba the Himba even though they are a tribe they have like some specific rules they follow this and they live like in a rural area yeah. but also they are environmentally active And yes. they are like, they belong to this community. Yes, yes, they belong, even though they are far away, but they belong. Yeah, so I like this. Yes. I so like, like they are yeah. saying, we are Here. different, <laughs> but we are the same. You know, yeah. like, how can yeah, I tell you? Even me, I saw some, before this, I saw some videos about them. And they seem mm -hmm. so kind. Yes. And they are so friendly. Yeah, especially like, I don't know, <clears throat> but I have this feeling that people from Africa especially some tribes, but tribes from all over the world, actually, not only Africa, yeah. they are so welcoming and yeah. so friendly. Yeah. I don't know, but anyway, I didn't meet like them in person, but I just feel it through their documentaries, through yes. especially if you watch some documentary online. I really see how they treat foreign. I really want to do safari and I want to go there. <laughs> yes, you have to. Yeah. So uh, now, can you tell me about the structure of this tribe? Yeah, sure. So because of the harsh climate where they live and their seclusion from outside influences, the Himba have managed to maintain and preserve much of their traditional lifestyle. Members live in the tribal structure based on bilateral descent that helps them live in one of the most extreme environment on earth mm. yeah because uh, the, their lifestyle their clothing their thinking that all of that it's actually influenced by the the very hard climate yes it's so 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 hard to live yes. in the in the area uh, not like Maasai I think the Maasai people have more um, Uh, softer softer climate but these people they have the most hard and harsh desert climate I guess so yes. I think I, I respect them actually because they're really surviving in this kind of climate. but they are getting used to it because they were born there for example uh, yeah, how can I, I say people in my country I will talk in my country <coughs> because I have a lot of knowledge about that for example okay. I am from the north Morocco it's near Spain and it's like kind of cold anyway but like south morocco is so like hot in the summer and this summer for example in marrakesh exactly it was almost and it was actually 50 degrees and for oh, me for man. example sometimes it's only 30 degrees and like I'm, i'm i'm struggling yes but like for them for southern morocco for example especially that like 
it's they got used to it and they like it and like it's normal and for them if they come to uh Tetuan, to yes. my place in for example in winter it will be so hard for them yeah. because five degrees <clears throat> in winter in Tetuan is like i don't know for them it's like minus 20 because it's so cold for them because yeah. they are living in this warm area mm. so the same thing about this tribe because they live in kind of they were born in kind of this weather so they are no getting used to it there's no water the there is trying to find yes. a little water to for example cooking yes or, yes uh, i understand and, uh, because it's africa it's south africa i understand yes. and, and, and that's the, why they change their the, living and yes. they travel from one side to another if yes. the water is uh, they cuddle they need to to eat yes sure. grass so they need to grass in their mm-hmm. animals so that's why if uh, this area becomes so there's no uh, food for their cattle so they they need to go out from the area mm-hmm. and search for another more wealthy area so yes. they can live and survive but also if you like <coughs> take into consideration or if you had if you have considered that every tribe they mm-hmm. they travel or they they have like kind of a journey in the year they live in one place for one, for like some a month or maybe a month or maybe days and then they travel to another area because of the food because of the weather because of everything yeah. this is kind of like the most how can i say the most common point between any tribe yeah they are nomadic traveling. it's like they are yeah. having how can i say they are nomad yes exactly even, even us in, in north africa as well we have this kind of nomadic people in the south yeah in the south in the yeah south. for ex- for us in in the atlas mountains we have this in yes. the atlas mountains yeah. but this is the only case that we have it i don't have a specific name but i heard that few that are nomadic people yeah anyway anyways and now our favorite part Maryam, is about the clothing and hairstyle interested <laughs> yes <laughs> first i'm going to ask you Maryam, yeah, before sure. i go ahead and tell you do you know what the himba tribe are known for well in general i mean what you what you have in your mind well i know that they are known for the red skin you know that we already talked about in the previous program (laughs) because we just have one program and now we are discussing about the himba tribe and uh, like they make some kind of rocks Mm-hmm. And they use it for their skins to make their scales more beautiful, mm-hmm. and for cleaning themselves, they use this, and it gives them like kind of red skin stuff. Yeah. So they are really famous for this one. Yes. And also, I think they are famous. The women, <coughs> the women, the women mm-hmm. are famous for not wearing a bra. Yeah. <laughs> they just wear like underwear, but not a bra. So the thing that I found it weird because they are not in an ocean or <laughs> having a bath or something, <coughs> but they always like that. So this yeah. is their nature. Yeah. Well, you are right. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> but because of their don't wearing a bra, that because in the culture, the breast is not seen as a sexual thing. Yes. In their culture, this is totally normal. But for others, it's so strange yes. and weird. But, you know, Mariam, that's right that the breast is not seen like sexual thing. But 
But but the ankles are. That's why they're wearing, they're tighted and they're wearing something in their ankles. Well, that's really so impressive. So they, this is something sexual, but the breast is not something sexual. So something attractive, you mean? So for them, the ankles are something attractive yes and not the breasts yes breasts breasts are not attractive for them and ankles are attractive also like in some parts of morocco men like uh, choose the women from her uncle and so like they found if the uncle is beautiful everything about her is beautiful wow i don't know how they discovered that but it is (laughs) it's in some regions of morocco some like um, kind of tribes one? maybe I don't know but there is in South Morocco and I found it really weird like if ju- he just saw your ankle and he will see that okay your ankle is beautiful so <laughs> I feel attracted to you now we're gonna talk about clothing and hairstyle the Himba are known for their red matted reds which are painstakingly made by mixing animal fat ash and ground ochre a stone found locally. They are simmering their bodies with the same ochre mixture, as you said, Mariam. Mm-hmm. And that's why their mahonky skin glistens under the sun. This is their beautification ritual, and one of their dis- and one of their discussing future. Both the Himba men and women are accustomed to wearing traditional clothing that befit their living environments in cocoa land and the hot semi-arid climate of their area. In the most occurrence, this consists simply of a skirt-like clothing made from calf skins and sheep skin or increasingly from more modern textile and occasionally sandals for footwear. Women's sandals are made from cow's skin, while men's are made from old car tires, as you said that before. Women who have given birth wear a small backpack of skin attached to their traditional outfit. Himba people, especially women, are famous for covering themselves with Oti's past, a cosmetic mixture of butter fat and ochre pigment, as we said, that because... Oat is a cleanses the skin over a long period due to water secrecy and protect from the hot and dry climate of cocoa land, as well as from insect bites. It gives Himba people's skin and hair plate distinctive texture, style, and orange or red tint, and it's often perfumed with aromatic resin of the Omizumba herb. So, in general... As we told you, that mixture that they're putting in their body mm-hmm. is is like a cleanser mm-hmm. for the skin because they don't have water for shower. And they protect their skin from the sun and from the dry climate because, as you see, their skin are glowing in the sun yes. and looks so beautiful and, attractive. and looks so soft and, and attractive. Huh? <laughs> and attractive. Well, yes, I say uh, that three times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They are attractive. Yeah. No, the skin. I mean, the color of the skin. This color. Yeah, the color of the skin. Yes. And as well from insect bite. Whoa, I heard that's so nice. I want to try this because me I'm, too. I'm biting with mosquitoes all the time. Yeah, here in Hungary, you know. And 
<laughs> and I know that how this going to be without hair. Sorry? And you mean like the materials stop the hair from growing? Yes. That's really interesting. So yes. they don't need to shave because they don't have hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why they use it. And, and you see their skin, it's super glowing. And I, I need to be there to make sure, you know. Okay. But I think, yes, you're right. Because the materials keep the the body without Yes. Hair. Letting the hair grow. Okay, I thought about this and now. Can you tell us about the hairstyle? About the hairstyle. Do mm. you know that the hairstyle indicates age and social status in the Himba tribe? Mm-hmm. So you mean your hairstyle, if just they saw you with the a specific hairstyle, they know your age and yes. also they know your so your social, social status. status. <laughs> yeah. yes. Anyway, for mm-hmm. example, a young girl typically has two plates ozondatu this is the name of their of their language of braided hair the from being determined by the uru's membership patrillion descent group just before puberty the girl wear long platelets wore loose around the head it can take on various forms and sometimes wakes and worn over it when the girls have completed their Poverly ceremony, the okay. so-called Ekori festival takes place and she received the Ekori hairdress made from tanned cheap or goat skin with three lip-shaped bowings, often decorated with iron beads. But, the, but before attending the ceremony, the girl must leave the village mm-hmm. for several days on her own. Yes. When she is back, the village organized for an animal to be sacrificed, which is usually a goat. And the girl receives jewelry that will show her new statue. A change of hairstyle will also be part of the transition as the girl who is now a woman will wear her hair in traditional braid covered with Oh jeez. Girls belonging to some groups have their hair shaved off except for a small bush on top of the head. The shaved off hair is then used to make plates which are woven into the remaining hair and hang down over the face. Mm -hmm. When she has been married for about (coughs) a year or has had a child, the ikori headdress is replaced by the urim headdress made from the skin of a goat's head and fastened under the hair at the back of the head by two tongues. From then on, the eroki is worn only during ceremonial occasion. Himba men also wear different hairstyles such as the single plates, the ondatu, worn by young boys down the back of the head, two plates, ozondatu, worn by himba men of marriageable age and Ombuya hairdress, a scarf made from fabric covering the hair and decorated with an on, with an ornamental band. Well, thank you very much, Mariam. Uh, really interesting about the transition of the girl, the hairstyle of the girl when and she was also so young. they have something similar, like if you, your hair style show if you are married or no. Mm-hmm. So we like you just say they, if they were a necklace, so they are, don't have they don't have child children, yeah. And if they don't wear it, so they are married and they have 
kids. Yeah. But now the hairstyle, if you're, I will, if you were there, they will recognize you if you are married or not by your hairstyle. Yeah. And you have to sacrifice for this. Yes. Anyway, Emily. Uh huh. I'm really interested to know something, mm-hmm. and I wish you could tell me about it. It's oui. the traditional jewelry. It's my favorite part. So oui. please tell me some interesting ideas. So the Himba as other like Maasai tribe, for example, other tribes, mm-hmm. still adorn themselves with traditional jewelry according to ancient customs. Mm-hmm. Both men and women wear large number of necklaces or bracelets. Sometimes almost like sleeves made from ostrich eggshell bead grass cloth and copper and weighing as much as 14 kilograms. Wow. Yeah, as well as bracelets around the legs, iron oxide powder with its shiny effect is worn as a cosmetic like western glitter. Mm-hmm. We talk about this. Added women wear bedded anklet. That's one that I told you that they are cover the ankle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, apparently to protect as well their legs from venomous animal bites. So two and one. The large white shell worn on the breed by Himba as well as Uwambo and Heroru women is called the Ohimba and this the most iconic necklace is made from is made from metal beads that support a shell this necklace which is a symbol of fertility is passed down from one generation to the next and isn't always worn on a day-to-day basis and now some facts about him but try and i will pass this to my mariuma mm-hmm. for the first one first so- Fact. The first one on my list is. But before mm-hmm. I will say, Moro Moro Pivi Nawa. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's grating in their language. Moro Moro. Uh huh. Oh, continue. And they have this. No, continue. Tell me the whole sentence. Per Perivi Nawa. Moro Moro Perivi Nawa. Moro Moro Perivi Nawa. But if they when they say it, they you know like high five. Mm-hmm. They have some symbols, they do it when maybe they are... Maybe they dance, because they are famous with dance. Not maybe. dancing, with mm-hmm. hands. Hands, okay. Mm-hmm. Moro, it was so interesting. Moro Moro Perivinawa. What is Moro Moro Perivinawa, something like well, that? Well, it's a grating with their language. I it's saw in the domo- documentary, when you go and say hi, they say Moro Moro. And they say the two words Perivinawa. Perivinawa. So I wanted to share this with you and with our listeners. So our listeners, hello, Moro Moro Perivinawa. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry for my bad pronunciation <coughs> for the language, but it's my first time hearing that. And anyway, so now we are going to talk about some facts about the Himba tribe. Well, I will start with the Himba, how the came to be. The first settlement of the Himba people can be traced back to the early 16th century mm-hmm. when they crossed the Angolan border and chose Kokoland, nowadays called Queen region, as their new homeland. At that time, the word Himba did not exist. They had not yet separated themselves from the Herero tribe. At the end of the 19th centuries, 
Nambia was plagued by relentless bovine epidemic. Most of the cattle that the Herero depended on perished, and the tribe faced a great crisis. Subsequently, the tribe moved south and started to explore different regions to enhance their chances of survival. Still, some members decided to stay and rather struggled for survival in family territories. Then and there, then and there, the schism between the two tribes became a reality, and the Himba identified came into being. Freely translated from Otihiroro language, the word Himba means beggar. Why did they inherit this somewhat derogatory name? Well, after the schism, many of those that remained roamed the vast land in rich of cattle and corpse and crops asking fellow or other tribes member for help. This is how they exist, this kind of people. Yes. Thank you. And? And tell me, now mm-hmm. it's your turn to tell me, mm-hmm. about the red ochre. Yeah, the most famous thing. The red ochre cream that the Himba are famous for is made by pounding the ochre stone, Himatate, into small pieces. After that, the fragments are mixed with butter, slightly heated using smoke, and applied on the skin. After many conversations with elders of the tribe, I mean, not, not me who have these conversations, but some documentary or journalist people, that the main reason for the red ochre is to establish a difference between a man and a woman. Moreover, the red liar seems to have engaged the scorching sun radiation while keeping the skin clean and moist. And to some extent, it blocks hair growth on the body. Mm-hmm. And the third one about porridge all the way, their food. So now, Maria, uh, tell me about their food because they're famous by the porridge. The Himba people stick to porridge mm-hmm. every morning and evening. They heat some water, wait until it boils and put some flour in it. Maybe add some oil and food is served in the flour is mostly from maize. But from time to time you might find some mahango flour as well. Mahango is another name of pearl melt. Since it performs well in soils with low fertility on rare occasions, such as wedding, the Hempa do eat meat, but this is more an exception than a rule. So just all time eating the porridge. Yes, every morning and evening. Mm-hmm. But can you tell me about Mukoro and explain what is Mukoro for us? So the Mokoro is their god that they are believed in. The holy fire. Yeah, the holy fire. So, Himbas are animists and their super being is called Mokoro. The way they communicate with their god is through the holy fire. The smoke of the holy fire raises toward heaven, which enables them to communicate with their ancestors who stand in direct contact with the Supreme Being. In every village, you will find the holy fire surrounding while next to it some logs and wood are put on a sacred stone to feed the fire when needed. 
you are not allowed to cross the holy line if you are an outsider or you have not been invited into the village. The holy line starts from the main entrance of the sheaves, head and go straight, passing the holy fire to the entrance of the cattle enclosure. And now my favorite part. And mm -hmm. I needed to tell you about this. The bathing in smoke. As you know, they don't take bath like we do with water because the water are so rare to find there. And if they find some to just drink and to cook. One of the most remarkable Himba traits is that women are not allowed to use water for washing. This implies themselves and also their clothes. Again, according to the elderly, this dates back to the great drought where water was scarce, and only men were allowed access to water for washing purposes. Apart from applying red ochre on their skin, Himba women do take a daily smoke bath to maintain personal hygiene. They will put some smoldering charcoal into a little bowl of herbs, mostly leaves and little branches of comifora tree and wait for the smoke to ascend. After that, they will bow over the smoking bowl and due to the heat, they will start perspiring for a full body wash. They cover themselves with a blanket so that the smoke gets trapped underneath the fabric. Mm, that's really interesting. Yes. But I, I don't know why is that... Why is there a reason behind that women are not allowed to use water for bath and men are allowed? Where is equality? As we said that before, that men, they go to grass the cattle. And they just because in their area there's no water, so the men who are going to catch the water point. Mm. I don't know. This is that what I have read. This yes. is what I understand. So that's why the women have another way to bath and have another way to clean themselves. Okay. It's like for adaptation. Do you have any other information, Mariam, about this tribe? Yeah, sure. For example, for many visitors, the proportion of women in Himba villages is striking. The main reason for this is that men spend most of their time looking after the cattle and sometimes have to be away with the animals for several days to lead them to areas with sufficient amounts of grass for grazing. The women, on the other hand, stay in the village where their daily life consists of looking after their children, collecting wood to build houses or preparing meals, even during their demanding and sometimes physical tasks, which can even involve digging for water in the sand of a dry riverbed. Himba women still wear their jewelry, which is part of their identity. And did you recognize that I said the women women in Himba tribe, they're collecting wood to build houses. Yes. So it's kind of similar to the Maasai tribe, yeah, if you yeah, remember. Yeah, true. Yeah. This is interesting. So, and also, men can marry several women, as you said. You mm -hmm. said they can marry two women. Yeah. But also, depending on their level of wealth, 
the same for the Maasai tribe. Well, their listeners, we all keep talking about the Maasai tribes because we make like a beautiful program about the Maasai tribe before yeah, this one. You can check so it. you need to check it. So that's why you have to be in touch with us and follow us on Instagram, Mosheri FM, Facebook, Mosheri FM, also Spotify and other podcasts. Podcast what? Applications mm-hmm. like the podcast app or something like that. Social media. Yes. So anyway, men can marry several women depending on their level of wealth, which is merely judged by how many cattle they own. But women are only permitted to have one husband. Yeah. Although this may be the case, Himba society is relative, open-minded with regards to relationship between men and women. Yeah. And married women tend to have boyfriends, while some single women sometimes even have children with married men. Mm-hmm. So they are really open in their relationship. Yeah. Maybe they live in kind of open marriage relationship because yeah. the woman cannot have more than one husband, but she can have a boyfriend even though she is married. Yeah. Yes. And do you have any other idea, for example? This is what I got, like, more information about them, if you have something to tell us. Okay. So Himbas often face discrimination due to their own central way of life especially with regards of their partial nudity as women tend to wear short skirt made of good skin as the modern world closes clothes in the himba often have to negotiate the gap between their traditional culture and customer society in upu himba women can sometimes be seen in supermarkets to offer their purchase Many are first to sell their cattle or their jewelry, which gradually detach from them from no detaches them from their ancestors and traditions. Nowadays, more and more Himbas are also leaving their villages in pursuit of a more prosperous way of life. But I have some things. Firstly, They are sleeping on a cow skin, but they have special pillow. With what? Made from wood. Pillow from wood? Yes, I saw it and it was so origin and uh, it is strange. It is so strange because <coughs> I cannot like sleep on something solid. If it mm-hmm. is not like soft, I cannot sleep. Actually, the special pillow made from wood and it's so interesting they made a design where it is goes under the ear and so that uh, keeps small insect and things away from the eyes and ears also against night hearing mm-hmm. so they can hear the danger outside wow. uh really when i saw this i need to I check it was, out yeah i was shocked and i was like wow they are thinking to have a pillow but it's not like our pillow because they they cannot they cannot uh being 100% not hearing anything because you know the area is not like our area yes sure. so they need to be aware in everything so this kind of pillow with wood it need to be under the ear in this area maria so they are really clever they are clever yeah yes i check it yeah Yes, it's so true. interesting. 
Yes. But I still think it's not comfortable. It, I don't think that it's comfortable, yes. But maybe it's more comfortable than uh, sleeping 100% on the ground without anything. Yes, sure, of course. Under your head. And also, the women, they have another product, mm-hmm. makeup boxes. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you imagine? Made from cow horn and the leather, the cow skin or goat skin. That's really impressive. So the first one is a body lotion, which is the red ochre powder. Yes. And the, sec- the second one is the perfume. I mean, I like this because I realize that human in general are clever. Mm-hmm. And even in a harsh and very hard environment, he can adapt and he can find solutions to be survive. Yes, yeah, sure. This is so, I mean, this... I really respect them, how they are living. Yes. Ever is so strange for me. Uh, as you know, they don't wear a bra or they have a strange and wary. But not like... But they are in purpose. Yes, sure. But I don't think they are super strange because the Maasai tribe was really strange. Yes. That's why, li- dear listeners, I'm really inviting you <laughs> to listen to the... the our podcast about yes. Maasai tribe ideas and history, the way they live, their yeah. clothes, everything. Just even check the, out, the, guys. Even the food is different. So, <laughs> Your I favorite really part, Mariam, you said that you want to try it. Well, not all of them, actually. <laughs> I'm changing my mind. You're changing your mind. I want to try this ochre thing, to be uh, honest. Yeah, I like this idea. The other thing that the children have a role as well in this tribe. Uh-huh. Every person have a role. So the children go to the gaze, the cattle. Mm-hmm. They go to the water point. They feed them and they come back. Mm. But I saw a documentary and I saw this is so cute and nice that the children carry each other and help each other. The elder brother carry his little brother. You yes. know, this kind of things is make me like... Mm. So cute. So, Mariam. Yes. What is your favorite part? I have so many favorite parts, but actually, I don't have one. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, the no, most no. shocking one? No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, I have so many favorite parts, actually, but the most preferred one mm-hmm. is... Mm-hmm. Is... Is... <laughs> Is, you know, making suspense. Well, it's about the jewelry, as I told you. Especially for the ankle. I want to try it. So they find my ankle, uh, you know, attractive. <laughs> no, actually, they cover the ankle. Not no, to be, oh. no, it's not, like, totally covered. Because it's kind of a jewelry and it's a thin one. Uh-huh. It depends. Some women okay. cover it. So they can... Some ama- women, like, make it more attractive. So, think. yeah, you know, so in the... Ma- um, when you go back to Morocco, to South Morocco and South I'm not Moroccan men, <laughs> and Morocco. so is your inclination. I want to marry this one. <laughs> no, I don't mean in this way. I just want to try it because it seems really, la- really impressive, and the jewelry is really fancy. Because I check some f- pictures, and I really like it. Yeah, it's about being attractive or like something. Okay, uh, but uh, for something else, yes. And what's the most shocking thing? Is that... No bra. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But also is that the man has the right to marry two women. 
And the woman, even if she's married, she can have multiple boyfriends. So they are living in an open marriage. But the problem is that they are living in kind of a village. So if she got pregnant from her boyfriend, how she's going to know which boyfriend? Or if it is the husband's child or something? So the situation is a little bit... Uh, complicated for me so I, it was really shocking. actually they came married not only uh, not married but her boyfriend the boyfriend it can be visitor as well and it can be uh, a foreigner okay like the Maasai tribe then yeah like a Maasai tribe cool good to mm-hmm. hear that for me the shocking uh, actually I don't think that I have a shocking one because I think I used to to hear this kind of um, strange things about tribes mm-hmm. so I don't think that's really I am shocked in something so yeah but the first time that I saw this kind of tribe of course I got shocked especially that they are nude naked yes. and yeah that's it but after I research I understand why they do that mm-hmm. and totally respect the situation is a little bit complicated yeah of course yeah. this is a normal thing because we are different tradition and yes stuff, we so are different and we it's have so fun. to yeah we yes. have to so dear listeners we are end of this episode mm-hmm. or in this i hope that you get more information uh, about the, the himba, himba tribe, tribe. <laughs> and hopefully one day we can go to them they are so open-minded people and it's so friendly. I'm into this kind of tribal things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so interesting. Yes. Every time Amani, we are, me and Amani talking about a cultural program, she's like considered, let's talk about a new tribe. I want to talk about this tribe and this tribe and this tribe. Yes. Or maybe let's make the cultural program full of tribes. Actually, actually <laughs> me, my favorite part in this program is the cultural program. Cool. Is my favorite part. So thank you very much for listening us for listening us and see you in the next time. Yes, with a new topic, maybe new yes. tribe, maybe new maybe, topic. Maybe no one who knows. knows. Who so knows? always, so always keep keep in touch. In touch. Yeah. Yes. Bye bye. Bye bye.